0: beneficial need to pause and to talk to you about your daughter, uh, one who would certainly be in this place to hear your word, uh, but for reasons beyond her control, she is unable. Lord, I pray that you will bless her, bless all of her friends and loved ones who are rallying around her at this time, dear Lord. Be with the physicians, those who are overseeing her care, her development or welfare, but above all things, dear Lord, just stay in the room. Uh, be God all by yourself. Lord, allow your presence, your power to take over all of the procedures that have any dealings with her well-being, dear Lord, and deliver her the way we know you can. Lord, we believe in your power. We know that you're more than able. We're more than confident that you will. Lord, if there's any sin in our lives that would impede this prayer, forgive us, Lord, so that none of our personal ills will hinder uh, this plea on behalf of our sister, your daughter, your servant. In the name of your son Jesus we ask it all let us all say amen amen Amen. Um, on tonight uh, uh, we are still involved this is our last date of of our series entitled proclaim his name I hope trust and pray uh, that we all understand that uh, if you're glad to be a child of God say "Amen." Amen. no I'm gonna ask you all again because some of y'all sounded like I asked you if you like fried chicken Uh, if you are glad to be a child of God say amen all glory. That's a little bit better. Uh, And if you are, then I want you to proclaim his name. I want you to tell people about the Lord. I want you to become more vocal for Jesus Christ. I want to take a moment just to have a brief recap of what we talked about last time. Last week, we talked about proclamation situation. We've always been talking about things, proclamation, proclamation, declaration, proclamation, motivation, proclamation, instigation. This week, we talked about proclamation situation from Acts chapter 10 verses 24 through 33. We looked at the story of Cornelius, Cornelius sent to ask for Peter to come uh, uh, to his location he came because the Lord said that the Lord had a word for who Cornelius thank you so much as French yeah the word had a word. the uh, help me 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 the Lord had a word for Cornelius Uh, but what Cornelius did what did he do anybody remember what did Cornelius do Absolutely, since around, when he, gra- he gathered all the people he could, he says if this word is a powerful word, I don't want to hear it just for myself. I want to let everybody know who wants to hear it so they can come and hear it. So Cornelius literally God said, "He'll tell you what you need to do." But Cornelius said, "We're all here to hear what you would have us to do." And the important thing about that, my brothers and my sisters, is that listen, the word, the world needs the gospel. So why wouldn't you want to let everyone know about it? I imagine everyone uh, that Cornelius did invite probably didn't come. However, don't miss this now. No one would have come if he never extended the invitation. If y'all get that, say amen. Uh, proclamation principle number four. Listen, we all may not be able to evangelize technically. And what does that mean? That means not that it's an excuse, because listen, we should all grow to do this. But if at this current juncture, if you are unable to sit down with someone and to explain to them how they can begin a biblically based uh, a relationship with Jesus Christ uh, I don't want you to feel like the world is over and I don't want you to feel like you're out of the game but what I want you to do is I want you to consider a, a man who was not an evangelist Cornelius is that man if y'all still with me say man I want you to consider that man and I want you to know that there is great power if you're unable at least being an advocate to get people in front of someone who is able if y'all get that say Amen. Uh, taking flight just a little bit, Uh, we want to jump into our lesson on today. Uh, Today's lesson, we've been talking about proclamation, a few things, proclamation, situation, instigation, uh, uh, all these Asian Asians. I'm not going to keep going any further. I'm going to go and get started. Today we're talking about proclamation, transformation, proclamation, transformation. If y'all still with me, say amen. Simple question. Can God count on you? Let me rephrase the question: Can you count on God? Yes. Oh, I know you can. Uh, I don't know about you all, but I woke up this morning. Yeah, I laid down last night. Uh, I, I I was thirsty last night. Got up, went went to the corner store to get myself something to drink. Nobody shot me, carjacked me, didn't rob me, made it home safely. Got to my house, wasn't broken in, my wife and my children were laid down safe. Went inside, set the alarm, laid down. How many of y'all know ADT can't do what G-O-D can? Amen all by myself. Uh, I said it and I said I laid down all right because I knew uh, what that little punch key couldn't do, Jehovah certainly can. Woke up this morning, everybody is well. Uh, I, I have life in my limbs. I know one thing, I can count on God. So we're not asking that question. The question is, can God count on me that's what we want to talk about on tonight tonight as you can see we're going to be in the book of Isaiah here is something that's blowing my mind I cannot believe I cannot believe that should not say the acts of the Apostles up there <laughs> I cannot believe that I have never ever uh, taught from the book of Isaiah so we want to take flight from the book of Isaiah uh, if you would I want you to meet me in Isaiah uh, 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 chapter chapter 5 chapter 5 is where we're going to take flight we're going to land at other places but I want you to journey there with me uh, the author if y'all still with me say amen. amen good the author of the book of Isaiah is Isaiah the son of Amoz. I don't want you to miss it Isaiah by all points is one of the most prolific books of the Bible there is no Old Testament book that is referenced in the New Testament more times than Isaiah There is one book that if if anyone were to attempt to deny its authenticity, Isaiah is the wrong one. Every apostle with writing has referenced Isaiah. Jesus the Christ referenced Isaiah. Isaiah is an undeniable voice for God. The audience that he wrote to, Isaiah's prophecy is directed at Judah Israel and the nations. The audience includes regular citizens of Judah and the royal court. Someone would say, Why is that important to know? That's important to know because Isaiah's not into classism. I don't know if you all know this or not, but in America, if you have money, they'll treat you better. I don't know why y'all looked at me like that when I said that, but that's a fact. If you go into a place and you look like you've got a little money, they'll treat you better. And if you look like you ain't got no money, they'll treat you another way. Uh, what Isaiah does is Isaiah's word, he doesn't care if you are royalty or a commoner. He believes that God sees you as the same and he deals with you that way. If y'all get that, say amen. Uh, what's his reason for writing beyond the fact that God told him to I want you to note that Isaiah's primary purpose was to remind his readers of the special relationship they had with God as members of the nation of Israel his special covenant community and why does he need to remind them he needs to remind them for the reason why we all need reminders and why do we need reminders church I'll tell you why we need reminders we need reminders because as people we forget yeah I I, I my, my, my sister-in-law Rathisa she was down here she had we, we, we do this thing for the holidays where uh, we have gifts and and you pick a number or something like that it's a bunch of gifts exchange and and the gift that she got was this awesome gift if you put you put this thing on your keys and and it'll tell you where your keys are and she left it here and y'all know it's it's killing me I want to open that gift and keep that gift y'all hear me because because I know if there's one thing that I lose the Lord has blessed me as of today to maintain my mind but y'all I lose my keys all the time I lose my keys all the time and I'd love to have that gift because that gift would serve as a reminder someone say reminder It remind me, it would just ring off and I'd remember, I'd follow the sound and I'd say, yeah, I remember leaving my keys right here. We need reminders because we forget. I don't need a reminder if I remember something. He needs to remind the people about their special relationship with God because listen, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but even the people of God can forget about God. I appreciate y'all honesty, amen, I'm by myself. Uh, The theme of the book is most powerful. Listen very carefully. This is one of the times where knowing the theme is going to transcend into the lesson. Uh, uh, The theme of Isaiah's prophecy may be summarized as follows. God's ideal for his covenant people, Israel, will indeed be realized, but only after his judgment purifies the covenant community of those who rebel against his authority. God is the Holy One of Israel who sovereignly controls the destiny of nations, but who also demands, demands, demands loyalty from his people. How many of y'all know God ain't asking much to demand loyalty of me? He gives me his loyalty so willingly. So for him to demand my loyalty is only right if God says Kevin you must obey me all I can say is fair enough Lord fair enough I mean you woke me up you gave me life you've forgiven me time and time and time again you forgive me when, when, when I won't even forgive myself. You forgive me. You, 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 you bless me richly and abundantly. God, you've been good to me. If you want my loyalty, you deserve to have it. That's most important as we get into the lesson. I want to help you all to see something uh, that, that Isaiah has a reality in his world that we have in ours. And, and, and that is my brothers and my sisters, uh, uh, there are people in trouble people in trouble how many of you all know people in trouble there are people in trouble Uh, I want to try my very best to uh, try to unpack this a little bit Um, I want you to understand that the people of the people of God are in trouble and that statement doesn't make any sense y'all hear that I mean the people of God are in trouble that statement doesn't make any sense you know that's that 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 sounds like uh, my kids are playing in the street the fact that I'm saying that somebody's looking at me like well Kevin you you gonna let that happen no no there's a reason why the people are in trouble uh, and there's something that you've got to appreciate you see the, the, the people of God are in trouble during the days of Isaiah and it's because God's frustration with them in their unwillingness to honor the God who has blessed them beyond measure, if you're in Isaiah chapter five, I want you to park there. I, I want to tell you all something. I want to tell you something that we need to hear. God's been too good for disrespect. God's just been too good for disrespect. You know, I don't even have to know somebody's mama if I sit around, sit around somebody, talk bad of their mama, especially if you're younger than me. Man, you're gonna have, you're gonna have to feel me oh, I'm sorry for preacher don't talk to him like that no don't be telling me what to do if he's sitting around me talking to his mama like 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 she crazy I, I, I just can't sit around I can't sit around I can't do it I can't do it I just can't do it because listen if for nothing else she carried you for nine months and pushed you violently into the planet and you almost killed her coming in here I don't care if she's not buying you the Jordans or, or the new Yeezys. It don't mean nothing to me. You don't get to talk to her any kind of way, not in my presence. Uh, Isaiah chapter five, y'all look with me at verses one through seven. If you haven't, say amen. Yeah, the, the Bible says, listen. He says, Now let me sing to my well beloved a song of my beloved regarding his vineyard. My well beloved has a vineyard. If you see that, say amen. On a very fruitful hill what is he describing he's describing something that should be wonderful I mean it's 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 a vineyard that belongs to his beloved and it's on a fruitful hill that means it's on a it's in a space where it should prosper verse number two says he dug it cleared out the stones planted it with the choice vines he built a tower in the midst also made a wine press in it so he expected someone say expected he expected it to bring forth good grapes but the Bible says it brought forth wild grapes. What, what, what's the issue? The issue here is that he's done everything possible to put this thing in the best position to thrive. You're in the best position to thrive. So if you're in the best position to thrive, I expect you to thrive. Now that is, that is my, 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 my children don't work nine to fives. I don't need them to help me pay the bills. All you've got to do is go to school that's your only job in life is go to school go to class and listen why is that important that's important because by taking every other responsibility out of their lives I position them to thrive that's a blessing that myself nor my wife were afforded because we were members of single parent homes and our parents needed help and we had to work to help out my kids are blessed thank you Jesus. Uh, that, that's not what they have to do. So I don't want to hear nothing about you coming home with no F. There's no way in the world. Don't even, don't, don't hit me with that conversation. Because I positioned you to thrive. I expect good grades, but you bring me home wild ones. Y'all know what a wild grade is, amen. Y'all know what a wild grade is. Yeah, he says, listen, I expect good grapes. you brought forth wild ones. If y'all see it, say amen. Uh, Verse number three, and now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. God says, let's really look at who's the problem here. Watch as he goes further. What more could have been done to my vineyard that I have not done in it? I gave them life I wake them up I cause the ground to grow their food I give them shelter from the rain I protect them from their enemies I keep them safe from all hurt harm or danger all I ask of them is to simply respect me what else more could I have done for them if y'all see that say man Yeah, he goes on further to say, he says, he says, uh, what more could I have done for my vineyard than what I've done? Why then, when I expected it to give me good grapes, does it give me wild grapes? And now please let me tell you what I will do to my vineyard. Oh, here we go. He says, I will take away its hedge. It shall be burned and break down its walls. It shall be trampled down. I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned or tugged but there shall come up briars and thorns I will also command the clouds and the cloud and the holiness of the planet if y'all know it say Amen. I'll tell the clouds don't give it no more rain the clouds will say yes Lord verse 7 for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel and the men of Judah are his pleasant plan he looked for justice but beheld oppression for righteousness but behold a cry for help verse number four is very powerful you see verse number four his point is that he bent over backwards if y'all know what I'm talking about say Amen. they bent over backwards to ensure that the children of Israel were blessed and thus seemingly in position to worship and honor him or punished with hopes of their necessary return to him that is that is goodness is not just blessing your child but goodness is also reprimanding your child Because you can't claim to love your child if you won't chastise them when they do wrong. So the Lord says, I did everything, but watch verse number five. You see, verse number five details the destruction of the people of Israel by means of exile and destruction. So when you hear about the exile of the Israelites and the destruction of the Israelites, as you get further into the prophecies, I want you to know that when you read the book of Isaiah, which is the first of the prophets, which then gives you Jeremiah, Lamentation, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, as you go on further, it's really the detailed story of what God had already told him in Isaiah God said if y'all don't act right you ain't gonna be right and we know that I don't know why we look at God funny when he does that because we know that everywhere else if you don't study for the test you're gonna what yeah that's right if you don't get up on time to go to work you're gonna lose your what absolutely see we get that everywhere else but God God demands of us the same loyalty but what God does deeper than the teacher is that God's given us A's when we gave him F work for so many times so what happens if y'all see with me say amen so the Lord promises destruction because of their lack of knowledge look at verse number 13 yeah, we thought Hosea was the first to say that. First, chapter 5, verse number 13, the Bible says, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 13, the Bible says, Therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. He's, he's, he's given them that because they act like they don't know him. They act like they don't know him. Scariest thing you ever hear your mama say is, you, you, do you know who I am? that always comes with the fear of a of a holy reminder say amen if you can Uh, uh, yeah so 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 the issue is the lack of knowledge and disobedience slide down to verse number 24 slide down to verse number 24 the Bible says therefore as the fire devours the stubble and the flame consumes the chaff, so their root will be as rottenness and their blossoms will ascend like dust because they have rejected the law of the Lord of hosts and despised the word of the Holy One. If y'all see that, say amen yet therefore the anger of the Lord is aroused against his people he has stretched out his hand against them and stricken them and the hills tremble their carcasses were as refuse in the midst of the street for all his anger is not turned away but his hand is stretched out still I know when we read those things sometimes we're like man God is mean and I just don't understand God but I want you all to know that this came after loads loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of mercy just mercy on mercy on mercy on mercy on mercy, and y'all know that's mercy that a human parent we don't know nothing about, don't you? Don't know y'all know what I'm talking about? All right, now sit down now. All right, hey, now sit down now. Right, hey, listen, hey, listen, you, you better sit down now. Hey, listen, that's the last time I'm gonna tell you. you. Better sit down. And you know when you say that's the last time, you down, you know what that means? Cause you about to come into some mortal combat type stuff in your house. You know it's just gonna be a problem. Well, God, God doesn't do it that way. God gives us mercy upon mercy upon mercy. The Bible says. Paul asking God to remove the thorn from his side the Bible says that the Lord said nah Paul you keep that why because my grace is sufficient for thee I got to teach you to lean on me how do we learn to lean on God we got to have problems if I don't have problems I don't need no reason to lean who walks with a cane unless you got a broke leg yeah I don't need one if my legs are perfectly good I don't need one right now you know uh, yesterday my, 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 my wife of, of course um, I'll ask you all to pray for her she had hurt her foot Turned to find out she had actually broken her toe we didn't even know uh, 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 and, and uh, y'all, somebody said y'all told her that you told her that I ain't gonna touch that I'm not gonna touch that I bet y'all won't touch that no I won't uh, uh, anyway uh, uh, now she she wears she wears this little foot thing and we went to uh, to, to, to the to the Lows yesterday because uh, she's renovating our bathroom and we ain't even gonna talk about all that, amen, all by myself. Uh, but we went to the Lowe's and, and, and during the time, this time, you know, she has to ride the scooter and we walk along with her because she needs it now. It's always been there. She didn't need it before. She needed it now. Why y'all laughing at my wife? Don't be laughing at my wife. Yes, indeed. Y'all better cut that stuff out. So I don't want you to miss it. If y'all still with me, say amen. I don't want you to miss it. God's vengeance comes after it comes after the loads of God's mercy the Bible says God doesn't want anyone to perish but that everyone would come to the knowledge of the truth you pick the most heinous man you know and God wants to save him ain't that something he achieves this destruction the same means promised in verse 5 I wish I had time. I'd take you to verse 26 through 30. Verse 26 to 30, God says, literally, I'm gonna call the nations. They're gonna come running. And I'm gonna give them strength that'll never slow down. They're gonna come running. Their, the, the, the 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 I wish y'all read it and the text is so graphic he says the hooves of their horses will be like flint the wheels of their chariots won't stop spinning their 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 their, their spears and their and their bow shooters are sharp I'm telling them to come on because I realize that y'all don't learn unless you gotta go through the tough road yeah, y'all read that, 2630, it'll bless your life. Yes, yeah, see, he re- reveals uh, all of this, and, and how do the people come to know all of this? Well, they come to know all of this uh, by one of their own, Isaiah. Let me tell you something about Isaiah that we don't do when we read the Bible. When we read the Bible, you all, we read the Bible like we read Marvel comic books y'all know what I'm talking about you see when you read a Marvel comic book there 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 is if I if I open up um, if I open up a, a, a comic book and I'm reading about Iron Man or or Black Panther I understand that there is a power within him that makes him superior to everyone else there's something within him that makes him greater he's not the average person when I read about Wonder Woman a superwoman she, she's not the average woman But when you read in the Bible about these powerful men of God like Jeremiah, Isaiah, when you read about Daniel, when you read about Joshua and Moses, I want you to understand that you're reading about a human being who just was courageous enough to trust God and to do what God said even if it wasn't comfortable. Man, I wish y'all knew I just gave y'all $20 worth of information right there. Some of y'all owe me money right now. Some of y'all owe me money right now. Uh, but he, he literally, he uses regular folk to do greater things. As a matter of fact, I love when Paul talks about it. Paul says, God is so awesome. God will take the loathsome of men. God will take the man that ain't got no business standing before you telling you nothing. And he'll use that person in a powerful way. And why does he do it? He does it, as he tells us in 2 Corinthians, he does it so that you'll know that the praise never should go to that man. should always go to God. y'all see that say man so people are in trouble and do you know what people in trouble need I'll tell you what people in trouble need because we've all been in trouble and we know what we need everybody who's in trouble when people are in trouble all they need is simply to have a person who cares if if, if you see me in a way love me enough to tell me that's it hey uh, Kev, man, I know know you might not like this, but I'm saying you're just just not being yourself here lately. You know, your spirit ain't right. You know, it seems like you used to be on fire for the Lord. You're You're not on fire for the Lord. And I might get mad at you, but don't you let that stop you. You tell me because you love me. If you get that, say amen. I want to reveal to you all that Isaiah is so wonderfully human that we can learn some powerful things from him. Y'all with me, say amen. amen. Chapter 6 is where we are. I want y'all to join, join me at, at, at chapter 6. We're looking at verses 1 through 4. Chapter 6 is where we are, and in chapter 6, the Lord reveals himself to Isaiah. Enough of all this telling you the problems. I got to do what I came to do. Uh, Isaiah, the sixth chapter, we're looking together at verses 1 through 4. If y'all have it, say Amen. The Bible says listen in the year of king Uz- in the year that king Uzziah died I Isaiah talking if y'all know that say amen the Bible says I saw the Lord sitting the Bible says on a throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple above it stood seraphim each one had six wings this is powerful with two he covered his face with two he covered his feet with two he flew and one cried to another and said holy 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 is the Lord of hosts the whole earth if y'all see that say man the whole earth is full of his glory and the post of the doors were shaken by the voice of him who cried out and the house was filled with smoke uh, the seraphims, the, the, the seraphs, uh, 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 I want you to know these, they're known as the burning ones. They are, they are illuminated figures. They are figures of glory. Uh, but they, they, are, they are the burning ones. They are figures of glory. When we're talking about the glory of God, I want you to know that, that the Bible talks about the glory of God, and it talks about the glory of God in, in such a radical way that it says a man can't even look upon the glory of God and live. Uh, these, gloriful, these glorified figures, they're, they're, they literally they burn, they, they illuminate. But the Bible says that they, these, these burning ones, are alive and they're worshiping God. That is, they understand that our light still can't compete with his light. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that we don't even need the sun in heaven, y'all. I wish y'all understood Why? Yeah, but the Bible says that they are worshiping him. And, and what I really want you to note is I want you to note uh, that they have their face covered. Now, 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 now the Bible talks about uh, they have their feet covered, and, and, and literally theologians are wrapped around with it. Uh, some believe that they have their feet covered because they believe it's a shame to direct their own way. But I, everyone knows why they have their face covered. They have their face covered because they know we worship him, but we can't look upon him because he's too glorious for us. Well, they have their face covered, and and Isaiah is watching all of this, and Isaiah bears witness to the glory of God, and he sees the worship given toward God by entities that as far as he's looking, these entities are glorious in and of themselves, but even those who are glorious should know the humility that is found in learning how in all that you have to give God some praise. I don't care how smart y'all are how capable y'all are educated y'all praise the Lord Uh, because he gave it to you if y'all get that say amen Amen. well uh, it's important to know that they covered their faces and why did they cover their faces well Exodus chapter 33 Exodus chapter 33 I wish I had time to wait for all y'all to get there but I'm scurrying because I'm running out of time that clock has never been my friend and it's not today if y'all get that say amen Uh, But in Exodus chapter 33, I want all of you all who are taking notes to write it down. The 33rd chapter of Exodus, verse number 20, uh, the Bible gives us the words uh, 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 of of the Lord, and the Bible says, uh, verse number 19, uh, Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said... You cannot see my face, for no one shall see me and live. I want us to consider Isaiah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, pay attention to Isaiah. So, God's telling Isaiah a lot of stuff, and God's making it very clear. God said, I got a problem with your people. I got a problem with your people. I got a problem with your people, and I got a problem with your people. And now I got to come and I got to deal with your people because your people ain't acting right. And next thing you know, Isaiah knows all of that. Isaiah then sees a vision that is so glorious, it is the calling of the prophetic call in his life, and he's looking upon the glory of God, and he sees glorious entities around God, and those glorious entities in all their glory still have enough sense to know that in all our glory, we don't look upon him, but we praise him. We may be glorious, but we praise him. And he's watching all of this happen, and the voice of God is so profound that it shakes the very building that Isaiah is standing in. And the Bible tells us righteously, In verse number five, y'all look at verse number five. The Bible says, so I said, this is Isaiah, woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. I like it in the New International Version. There it says in verse number five, he says, woe to me, I cried, I am ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips, I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty." What does he fear? Let's let's not deal with what he fears. Well, yeah, let's deal with what he fears. See Isaiah's in fear, especially after his awareness of God's displeasure. God just gave him all chapter five. Chapter five, he's just telling him, look, I'm tired. Isaiah, I'm tired. These people have life, and they do not respect me. No, 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 ma'am, no, no. Uh, uh, Chapter 5 is where we had started off. Remember chapter 5? No, chapter 6, chapter 6, yes. Yes, ma'am, no, no, no. Uh, uh, We're in uh, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 5, Isaiah chapter 5. No, Isaiah chapter 6. Y'all praying for me, say amen. Amen. Y'all pray for a brother. Yeah, so Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah sees the Lord. In verse number 5, he's fearful. He's fearful for two reasons. Number one, he's seen God, but he knows the displeasure that God has with the people. How does he know about his displeasure? He knows about the displeasure because God just gave him all of chapter 5. Chapter 5, he said, Isaiah, what, what more can I do? I bless y'all, man. I give y'all everything. Y'all have life, you have the ability, and people still don't respect me. I don't know if y'all know it or not, but that sounds like America. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the world. Every person with a pulse wakes up because God blesses them, and they lay down because God blesses them. Uh, but in all of God's goodness as a creator, uh, he still struggles being acknowledged by those he created Isaiah hears all of chapter 5 he gets to chapter 6 and now he can see God I just heard God's coming to crush folk and I look up and there he is I want you to appreciate the two things that he says he says I'm in trouble number one because I've seen God that's obvious but he also says I'm of unclean lips, and I live amongst people of unclean lips. What's his concern? You see, his worries are associations and imperfections. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, his worries are associations and imperfections. Glory. And what that means is his concern is who he calls neighbor and his problems. I've seen God. I heard God is coming to deal with folks who ain't getting it together, and I know, one, I'm from them people he's talking about, and two, I ain't perfect myself. Oh, man, I wish y'all knew I was talking to y'all in here. He says, I'm concerned now because he just got finished telling me he's coming, and there he goes, and he's here, and I'm looking at him. And I got enough Bible sense to know that Moses told me I don't look at him and survive, but I'm looking at him and even the glorious ones won't look at him, but I'm looking at him and I know I'm in trouble because he's coming to get them people and I'm humble enough to admit I'm no better than them myself. Church, it's powerful that, that he notes, it, it's powerful uh, that he notes that, that he's no better than the others because sometimes getting close to God will cause you to forget that you too need God like sometimes y'all ain't trying to hit nobody but I ain't trying to miss nobody either say so amen if you can but sometimes you know the worst judgment happened in the house of God you know sometimes young folks don't come to us 'Cause we act like we were not young before. Oh, y'all don't like that kind of preaching. Y'all don't like that kind of preaching. Yeah, we 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 know we were young before too. You see, we 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 it wasn't it wasn't the stanky leg, but it was the boogaloo. Now you don't act like it wasn't the boogaloo over here. You know, you know, you know it, it wasn't the club. You wasn't turned, but you was in somebody's juke joint shaking your tail feather is what you was doing. That's what you was doing. Yeah, that's what you was doing. So what you really have to do is when you deal with them. You have to remember, and such were some of us. So when I look at them, I look at them and I say, "You know what? I get it. I used to be there myself. Jeremiah is powerful because God has literally poured out such a magnificent revelation on him, and in all this outpouring of God's revelation, he still has mindfulness about himself to understand that I'm not just somebody because of my revelations that's powerful because Paul admits to us he admits to us that because of the revelations God gave me the thorn to keep me humble Jeremiah in the midst of the revelations is still so grounded in his humanity that he understands if he was coming to crush sinners if he started with me I'd understand y'all see that say amen. But well, this is important uh, because God's frustration is with sin and arrogance. I wish I had time. I want you to write down chapter 3, verse 16. No, I got to go there now. Y'all go to chapter 3, chapter 3, verse 16. You got to see it because if you see it, the lesson will make sense. You got to see it. So go to chapter 3 because chapter 3, uh, the Lord is essentially, he's starting the discourse. He's explaining to Isaiah why I got a problem. And the reason why God says I have a problem is God says people find their greatness in everything but God. And what God says is sometimes he got to take away all that stuff that you think makes you great to show you that you really need God. Uh, Chapter 3, chapter 3, look at verse number 16. If y'all there with me, say amen. The Bible says, moreover, the Lord says, because the daughters of Zion are haughty and walk with outstretched necks and wanton eyes, walking and mincing as they go, making a jingling with their feet that that verse says in the NIV he says the Lord says the women of Zion are haughty with their with walking along with outstretched necks flirting with their eyes tripping along with mincing steps with ornaments jingling on their ankles he says in verse 17 therefore the Lord will strike with the scab the crown of the head of the daughters of Zion and the Lord will uncover their secret parts now this is not talking about anything derogatory stay with me it'll make sense he says in that day The Lord will take away the finery, the jingling anklets, the scarves, the crescents, the pendants, the bracelets, the veils, the headdresses, the leg ornaments, and the headbands, the perfume boxes, the charms, and the rings, the nose jewels, the festal apparel, the mantles, which is a cape, the outer garments, the purses, and the mirrors, the fine linen, and the robes. And so it shall be. Instead of a sweet smell, there will be a stench instead of a sash a rope instead of well-set hair baldness instead of a rich robe a girding of sackcloth that's a mourning attire branding instead of beauty well why does the Lord do that the Lord does that because sometimes we give more glory to stuff than the person that gave us the stuff so what I do is I take all the stuff away you know and it changes you my son my son he my son if you gave him a choice I take your video game or give you a whooping that brother would say beat me now Mm. beat me right now because he knows he can grip through that thing come on man couple more licks I mean you know they he knows they ain't going far enough to take go CPS they they gonna quit after a while then they gonna sit me down and talk to me and I shake it off and I'll be playing my video game but sometimes once we understood that sometimes we realize no I ain't gonna beat nothing for me I'm just going to take that video game from you. Oh, (laughs) boy. Because sometimes, sometimes if you just take the stuff, that'll change the heart. God says, I got to take they stuff because they give more glory to the stuff they have than the person that gave it to them but Jeremiah is different because Jeremiah is having deep dialogue with God and let me tell you what an honor what an honor what an honor to be able to dialogue with God but even in the dialogue with God he never loses sight of the beauty of something church he still realizes but I need God too and I ain't got it together myself this is important because God's problem was with sin and arrogance, and God has a man here who he's got some issues, but he's not arrogant. So, what does God do? Y'all go back to chapter 6. If you love the word of God, say amen. Uh, chapter 6. Um, I love hearing y'all Bible pages turn. Chapter 6, verse number 6. The Bible says, Then one of the seraphims, Flew to me, stopped praising God, and came to me. And having in his hand a live coal, what that means is a coal straight out of the furnace, having in his hands a live coal which he had taken with tongs from the altar, he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away. Your sin purged. No, Pimmer Parker, that don't make no sense at all. Because God said, wait a minute. Jeremiah says, no, that don't add up. Because he just got finished telling me all in chapter 5 how he was coming just to destroy us for sin. No, you were listening wrong, Isaiah. God doesn't want to destroy you for sin. God's always known we were sinful. God told us at the moment when he felt the need to bring the flood that I got just one thing I know about man. They can't do right. They can't do right. That's the reason why Jesus Christ had to come and die on the cross, you all, because we just cannot do right. So if God was coming to destroy sin, why the cold touch? God says he doesn't have a problem with sinners, God has a problem with sin and arrogance somewhere in my Bible it says humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will see see if you just if you just come to a place where you will just surrender all to Jesus I surrender I love when Tim sings that song where he starts starts off all of self none of thee and if you listen to those lyrics and I pray you will the next time what ends up happening is that throughout the song man is broken down and by the end of the song he's saying none of self all of thee that is sometimes life's got to mash you all the way down to teach you Lord you a you have your way I won't fight you no more. I'm going to serve you. Best days of my life came when I quit fighting God. God, you, you ain't going to never let me be no rapper. What are we doing down here? You ain't trying to let me be a rapper, so let me just quit all of that. And whatever you want me to do is what we're going to do. God said, Thank you. You've been blessing me ever since. Watch verse number six. If y'all with us, say amen. He says, uh, took the cold, touched his lip, purged his sins. Don't miss that. God granted him mercy. I wish I had time to take you all to Genesis 32 and 30. Genesis 32 and 30, it's, a, it, it's the account of, of, of the wrestling. It's, it's the account of the wrestling of the angel uh, and how the man of God had his, had his socket popped out, uh, but he gets to verse number 30. In verse number 30, he, he, he blesses the place. And he blesses the place because he says, you know what? I actually had a chance to see the glory of God, and God didn't take my life. He praised him for that. I wish, y'all had, I, wish I had time. Uh, what does God do? God says, I'm going to change your imperfections. However, I'm not going to change your associations. Don't miss that. He said, I got two problems that I know you're going to kill me for. I've come from people with unclean lips, and I got unclean lips. God said, I'll fix your unclean lips, and that's all I'm going to do. Well, that's odd because I thought that the problem that I had was the people as well and he says no I don't do anything with the people somebody would say why I'll tell you why so God could use his imperfections to save his associates look at chapter 6 look at verse number 8 now you got to get verse number 7 then get verse number 8 verse number 7 if y'all see it say man he touched my mouth with it and said behold this has touched your lips Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. You see, if you know God's been good to you, I mean, he should have been dead right there, y'all. He should have been dead. I wish, I I I wish I, I could take you back to, to to Nadab and Abihu, and I wish I could tell you how those men—they just said, you know, we just gonna worship God the way we want to worship God, and God said, I bet you won't do that no more. <laughs> and those brothers were gone. Here is this man who's got a who's got a dirty mouth, and he from people with dirty mouth. You know, I you know, Lord, I say some stuff I ain't got no business saying. And God said that's all right I'll just clean your mouth up but I need somebody to go talk to them other people with dirty mouths sign me up Lord I'll go cuz see if God's done some good for you oh, man, you ought to tell somebody y'all know we don't watch good movies without telling somebody See, God wanted to do something good. Look at verse number nine. Verse number nine, the Bible says, He said, All right, if you're going to go listen, go and tell this people. Tell them now. I want them to hear this. Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their eyes heavy. Shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. Somebody would say, that sounds like a wrong word. No, God is literally giving you the answers to the test. The problem that's killing y'all is I'm sending prophets, but y'all steady ignoring them. And keep on ignoring if you want to. You'll end up with a host of issues. I just need somebody to go on behalf of me. Who should go? The person whose God's done something for you. I mean, if God's blessed you, you ought to be a vocal point for God. If you get that, say amen. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, the takeaway here is clear. You see, the gospel, as we've been saying this entire time, the gospel is mankind's only hope. Our inseparable connection with sin means that without the propitiation of Jesus Christ, we are doomed. If y'all get that, say amen. Isaiah teaches me that I don't have to be perfect. Hmm, that ain't it. I just have to be renewed and willing to be used. I just have to be renewed and willing to be used I don't have to know all the answers I don't have to have it all together I don't have to quote the Bible Genesis to Revelation but what I have to be is steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord and if I keep myself in the work of the Lord God says Kevin I'll use you to do things that you never thought you could do before Proclamation principle number five, y'all still with me? Say amen. Listen, and don't miss this now. Please, please, do not allow your view of self to impede the salvation of others. Listen, it's not about you. It's really not about you. There's too much stuff we make about us, and listen, it's not really about you. I would ask them, but you know, I was, I, 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 I just was fussing at that girl in the break room and everybody saw me fussing at that girl in the break room well get over yourself and share and be a witness and if a person says no a person says no but don't let your view of self especially when you can ask God to touch you don't let yourself get in the way of someone else's salvation if y'all get that say amen Uh, Conclusion, Uh, the the witness, our job is to boldly declare Christ in a dying and hateful world. Christ is sinful mankind's only hope. Uh, Knowing this, uh, we must call any inward concerns that would keep us from sharing an invitation with someone, one thing and one thing only. That's just vain. That's just a vain way to live. That's a vain way to be a Christian. You've literally taken... The beauty of the cross and we made it about us it's not about us it's about him because the best part of the good news is when you tell people that the person telling the good news needs the good news themselves don't y'all know it's so freeing when we as Christians can accept that? hey y'all listen we don't have it all together some of y'all say amen and you look tight when I said it to you yeah yeah we don't have it all together and that is okay because we need grace and if I need grace, I don't mind telling somebody who needs grace that they can get grace. Because I'm talking about, listen, I, I drink a glass of grace every day, amen, all by myself. Uh, let me give you all some devotional thoughts. If y'all still with me, say amen. Both are from 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17. Listen, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if you're in Christ, say amen. amen. He or she, that's anthropos, uh, is a new creation, What does that mean? The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That is the only reason why you're still holding on to your past is because you're still holding on to your past. Because God let that thing go a long time ago. He just wants you to catch up. If y'all get that, say amen. Another great word, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. What does that mean? That means this wonderful gift of preaching and teaching and the Holy Spirit is inside of this canister called Kevin and man is so undeserving. The Holy Spirit being inside of me is like sticking $2 million cash inside of a shoebox. You know good and well, if you're going to put $2 million cash anywhere, it better be in a vault, deep, deep, deep in somebody's bank. You takes two million dollars cash in a shoebox under your bed if you want to. You might break in your own house and rob yourself. Stop a second. Yeah, but the Bible says, "Listen, I've got this gift, this Holy Spirit gift, this life-saving gift. I got it in this jar of clay of mine. To show that the surpassing power don't belong to me." It belongs to God. There's no way in the world we should do what we do, have what we have, be who we are. We are that because God is good to us. So tell people that He can be good to them too. If y'all get that, say Amen. If we pray the prayer, it'd go like, "Dear God, dear God, please give us a renewed mind to view ourselves." Someone say, view ourselves. "View ourselves," to view ourselves as useful to You, give us a mind to then be reliable. If y'all get that, say Amen. Uh, I am all out of time I got a zero I want to thank y'all you for your time and your attention I pray that this series of lessons have been so helpful to you all uh, this is the last day of our series entitled uh, 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 proclamation uh, proclaim his name uh, you should know you should know uh, that our revival theme uh, that minister George Williams will be preaching on he's going to be preaching under the dramatic th- theme proclaim his name uh, so I'm asking you all to be proclaimers just to tell somebody hey listen I don't know what you're doing this week but you know what? God's been good to me and I'd love for you to come and hear about how he can be good to you if y'all get that say man if you're not a child of God I pray you'll become one you come by hearing the Word of God believing God's Word to be true repenting your sins confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God be buried in the watery grave of baptism rise to walk a new life remain faithful unto death God promise you be a crown of life maybe just maybe somebody's in here today and you know that, you know what, God, I want to do better. If you want to do better, say amen. Amen. It starts right there. If you want to do better, that's the beauty. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. Wanting to do better is the best sign because that means you've got a heart and a desire to be better. So all you got to do is take that desire and let God have it. Tell God, look, I'm sorry. Help me to turn things around, change things around. I need your help. First John 1 and 9, the Bible says, if we simply confess our faults, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If anyone needs to respond, won't you please do so right now as we all together stand and sing. Oh, to Jesus I surrender, oh, to him I freely give. I will have. And trust him in me is daily, daily lived. I surrender.
1: Of the church, amen. amen. I want to thank Brother Jones for that lesson this evening. I come before you this time to read the prayer requests. I have uh, two. We have Brother Howard coming on behalf of a colleague for uh, health and hospitalization. He says, Please pray for uh, Brother David Madison of the Liberty City uh, Church uh, to overcome his illness. He's in a hospital at this time. Um, also, uh, we have one from Jenny Garvin. Uh, she's asking to pray for uh, her friend and her as they. Uh, travel to Georgia tomorrow um, and her family. Another one here from Brother Herbert Williams. He's coming on behalf of family. Uh, He says, Sister Williams is uh, feeling better and to keep her in our prayers. So we definitely want to do that. Let us go to God in prayer at this time. Most Holy and Everlasting Father, we just thank you so much for all that you do for us. We thank you for who you are, Heavenly Father, and just how you continuously bless us and and protect us, Lord. There are many things that are always going on around us, Heavenly Father, but you've seen fit to keep us safe. We just thank you so much for your grace. We thank